to A to Z Sports, powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at A to Z Sports, and you like our Facebook page, at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk show, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors, because they truly do make everything happen for our show, for our business, and they help you guys out. TennesseeTickets.com. If you're looking for tickets to Titans at Texans or Preds Winter Classic, uh, in in uh, Dallas this upcoming week. Also, Preds tickets, concert tickets for the holiday season. TennesseeTickets.com, promo code AZ10 for an extra $10 off. Save your money on your Christmas gifts. If you're buying your loved one's tickets, TennesseeTickets.com is where to go. Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon off I-40. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to check them out. Go see Payne Bone and his crew out there. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Renters Warehouse, professional landlords for all. Uh, anybody in the mid-state area, uh, go check them out, RentersWarehouse.com, to find out how much your home can rent for. Because selling your house is a one-time transaction. Running your house out is how others pay your mortgage and then some create cash flows and build equity in your home. RentersWarehouse.com. Cheekwood Golf Club in Franklin, right down the road from us at, here at Kings Bowl. CheekwoodGolfClub.com. Golfers in your life need Christmas gifts too. You can get gift cards, membership availabilities, gear and apparel. CheekwoodGolfClub.com. And Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, 15 minutes simulates five-plus hours in the weight room because of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. That, along with the in-body analysis, will put you on the path to achieve your fitness goals. Go to mandu.com. Your first workout is free. Perfect for the new year to start that right. mandu.com. Your first workout, again, is free. Uh, so, Zach, welcome in. Big show today. We will crown Logan Poff our champion of the Fantasy Football League uh, presented here by King's Dining Entertainment, King's Bowl in Cool Springs. The Titans lose yesterday, but win overall with the Jets beating the Steelers. How did you feel as you woke up this morning about this entire, this entire situation around the Titans? Well, I think Zachary Stone on Facebook kind of puts it simplistically and, and correct. He says, not angry about the loss to the Saints. Almost feels like a win because the Jets beat the Steelers. But... We prove once again to hang with one of the best teams in the league without our best player, talking about Derrick Henry. And they did hang with the New Orleans Saints. They had an opportunity to go down and win that football game. And, uh, you know, Khalif Raymond's fumble definitely influenced the outcome of that game. We talked a little bit about that in the postgame show. I believe that uh, unnecessary roughness should have been called because he was a defenseless receiver. That was not called. The play carried on. New Orleans and Michael Thomas went on to beat the Titans. But they did get a gift, early Christmas present. Adam Gase, your boy, and Sam Darnold come in there, and they beat the Steelers. And, look, that was impressive, the the way the Jets won. That sets up. Now it's shifted back to the Titans control their own destiny. We're back in the same situation, though. And I think this is why we're going to take advantage of today of defining success for the Tennessee Titans heading into a must-win Week 17. Earlier in the year, beginning of the year, training camp, Marcus Mariota was the starting quarterback. A lot had changed. We were seeing if Derrick Henry could come back and ride the high that he ended on last season. He's done a tremendous job, but he's also been haggled by a hamstring injury the last several weeks. Ryan Tannehill came over. The emergence of Jonu Smith and A.J. Brown, let's face it. The ups and downs of the offensive line. The depleted secondary. It's a different team today than it was at the beginning of the football season. You could probably say that for most of NFL football teams. But defining success is really, really tough 
because yeah. they're either going to be in a 500, 8-8 non-playoff team or for the fourth straight year, 9-7. and seven. Well, and, and a 9-7 and seven team, and Bam Shane says it's a freaking 8-8 eight team. Well, the tit- everybody says the Titans are an 8-8 eight eight team. They're a perennial 8-8 eight eight team. They're not. Like they've, they've went 9-7 and seven the last three years, and if they win on Sunday, they go 9-7 and seven for a fourth consecutive year and two times in those four-year period make the playoffs. That's, that, that's a lot better than what most no, no, NFL teams... No, but the reason why people say the Titans are an 8-8 eight eight team, it's not necessarily the number. Don't get caught up in the actual singular 8-8. Eight and eight. It's the fact that 9-7 and seven isn't always good enough. You're, you're, you're in purgatory. So you can, you're in the exact same situation they were in Mariota earlier in the year. You have to get out of that realm. That's why they, they, they coined the mantra good to great. They were trying to get out of the not good well, enough nine and seven. Yes, for sure. But this season is a separate situation. And someone asked, where are we broadcasting from? We're live at Kings Bowl in Cool Springs. It's kind of not, though, It Austin. is, though. It's because not. It is. No, it's, it's not. Because it, the, uh, Rewind. It's the exact same situation. No, it's not. You win and you get in. That's not what I'm talking about. You said you find yourself in the same thing, but this is a different season. It's a very... Of course, yes. Time marches on. No, it's a different season in how it's progressed because of what the situation was with Marcus Mariota for the first six games and what Ryan Tannehill has been able to do. If the Titans make the playoffs, that means Ryan Tannehill will have gone 7-3 and as the starter after Marcus Mariota put you in a two and four uh, hole. That's a very impressive thing. Now, Tim says, he, it's really good comment. He says, from good to the same, nine and seven, winning it. So for the good to great comment that Mike Vrabel uh, presented and forced on himself, this is a different situation to get to nine and seven than the last couple of years. But every year it's a different situation, Austin. The Patriots are in a different situation this year than they were last year. The Chiefs didn't think that they were going to have to go through Patrick Mahomes' injury earlier in the year. All these things are different scenarios. But the fact of the matter is the Titans stay the same age. That's what they are. They're 9-7 they're and seven type team, type team. And it's a coin flip if you get in the playoffs at 9-7, and seven, right? which is what they're showing you. It's 50-50. And, and if they get to 9-7 and seven for four years, that's two playoff trips. Right, and that's not good enough because – you start to compete in the playoffs, which we'll talk about later on in this show, talking about their ceiling now moving forward. Backdooring your way into the playoffs is not a good recipe to get to where you ultimately want to go. And let's face it, Austin, and I'm going to bring this up probably multiple times of this show, getting to where they want to go, that's the reason why they fired their playoff head coach, Mike Malarkey. And then what do they have? They're in the same situation. Nothing has essentially changed from two years ago. Yeah. They're in the same spot. Last week of the season, win and get in. And I don't know why people are saying great uh, or talking about the great. I'm not saying the Titans are great right now. I'm not saying they have been but good you, to great. You said that it's different, and it's yeah, not. It is a, it is it's a, not. Zach, you just said it's a different situation because it's a different, different scenario every year. You just said that too. So is it the same or is it different? Answer that. It's because the, you've done both already the in the same. first nine minutes of the show. No, I had to prove you wrong in the first but nine minutes you, of the show, show. That's what I had to do. 
You made me do this. It is, it is different because of the quarterback situation. And if you think it's the same, then you're wrong because it is different. If Marcus Mariota was the quarterback for all these games, then yes, it's the exact same thing. And we're probably having a conversation about, well, do you pay Marcus Mariota or do you franchise tag? But it's not. You're getting in it's the different. realm of details. What, what, I'm the sorry. reason the reason, <laughs> no, the reason why it's the same, and I'll, if you'll listen to me, the reason why it's in the, the same is it's the same temperature of the franchise. That's why it's the same. Okay. Nothing has changed about what the franchise is or where it currently sta- stands. That's why it's the same, Austin. Right. Do you understand that? Okay, so let's go to some comments uh, real quick. I want to read some comments because you guys are bringing it Do in. Do you understand that? I, I, I'm going to read some comments about it, and then we'll t- discuss more. We're live here at King's Dining Entertainment, King's Bowl in Cool Springs, a perfect place uh, to come during the holidays to blow off some steam uh, if you feel like you're getting cabin fever with your family in town because it's right next to the mall. You can send people shopping while you come drink beer and bowl or watch football, whatever it is. Perfect opportunity for you to come to King's Bowl, King's Dining Entertainment. Uh, Clyde says, not the same. Uh, <laughs> Cody says... Trying to read comments are coming in fast. Now, David says it's dramatically different scenario than the previous nine and seven due to the quarterback change. Um, uh, Nathaniel says the guy with a beard is yammering. That would be Zach. Scott says correct. Austin. Eli says this nine and seven team looks a lot better under Vrabel than the nine and seven team under Malarkey. Clyde says you're wrong, Zach. Dylan says it's very different. Zachary says if everyone's healthy, Henry and our secondary, they're a great team, but that's not the case because nobody's healthy in the yes, NFL like that. You can't do that. Uh, Jared says it's different because of Tannehill. If he would have started week one, they would have had a better record than they currently have. Uh, Clyde says it's different. They can win games. And so I've read like eight comments they in a row. They just lost. <laughs> Come on. But I was reading the comment there, so don't come at it like it's me. No, I'm not. Okay. So I'm talking about the guy who commented. All right, so Lucas says the Titans are a 6-3 and three team, so that translates to 12-6. and six. Uh, Doesn't make any sense. So 11-5 and five if Ryan Tannehill plays all season is what Lucas says. Right, um, and those are a bunch of ifs and buts, man. That's not what it but is. That, but that makes – I think you have to understand this, the, the unique – Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback than Marcus yes, Mariota. and I think you have to understand the unique context of what this season has been. Two and four with Marcus Mariota, you made the change, and it's gone from averaging 16 points a game to 30 points a game. That's a, I mean, I, I added it up this morning. If Marcus Mariota would have started all the games, he was on pace to throw for 3,200 yards and 18 touchdowns. I added up Ryan Tannehill's projected 16-game line. If he did the same type of season for 16 games, Tannehill over 4,200 yards and 35 touchdowns. 35 touchdowns? Lamar Jackson leads the NFL with 36. I, I mean, I think it's very different. The, the context of this season was a, it's like a, it was Mariota's era, and then it was Mariota's done, and Tannehill's taken off with this offense. And so I think it's, it's this, this season, if the Titans get to 9-7 and seven and make the playoffs, this season is very different than last year's 9-7 and seven because of the quarterback change. But the problem is the decisions that have been made by the coaching staff and the front office, some bad, some good, got them and has gotten them to the exact same point. Austin, what if they lose to the Texans? Are you going to be saying the same thing? No, because right? then they're not 9-7, and we, seven, we they're 8-8, eight and, eight and they missed a massive opportunity. We feel that they are a better team because of Ryan Tannehill, yes. because of Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, the defense, Jeffrey Simmons, all of that, Right. But if they lose to the Texans in Week 17, 
then it doesn't matter. They're in the same spot, but right? They're, 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 they're on the cusp of the playoffs. Yes. And That's what, and so, so guys, take a step back. Don't get your panties in a wad. Listen to what I'm saying. Out of the last four years, if you want to even go back to four years, it's either week 17 or week 16. Opportunity to make the playoffs. They're not a bar none, one, two, vying for home field advantage. They are the worst team out of all of the playoff eligible teams. That's what they are. The Titans? Yes. If they make it, they're probably the okay. worst team out of all of the playoff eligible teams. We, I thought you were talking about uh, comparing them to the Steelers and the no. Raiders. Okay, I get you now. Pl- eligible for the playoffs. Well, the, the Steelers and the Raiders are currently eligible well, for the playoffs. I, if they make the playoffs, okay, that's I, what I, I preface it, it with. I, I get it. So, yes, they would be the sixth seed. They would be the worst out of the six teams That's in the what playoffs. they consistently are. That's, but that that's doesn't. My, that, but, that's, that's my right, issue. So let's let's get to our question. We've gone 15 minutes and we have yet to ask our first official question. I believe we've had some really good conversation so far already. But let's do this. What will make this Titan season a success? What will make this Titan season a success in your mind? So that's that's the question. Lay it on out there. I see, Jay Finn says playoffs means it's a success in his mind. So what will make this Titan season? a success in your mind. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. So go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can can rent for. Selling your house is a one-time transaction where renting your house out creates an extra cash flow for you. And you're also building equity and gaining equity in your home faster than you have in the last decade in Nashville. So hang on to that home. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. RentersWarehouse.com. A to Z Sports powered by TennesseeTickets.com. Powered by TennesseeTickets.com. Promo code AZ10 at checkout. That saves you $10 if you want to go to a Titans game. Broadcasting live from King's Dying Entertainment. King's Bowl right here in Cool Springs. Great place to go. Family, fun. They got bowling right over there. If you want to uh, take part in that this week, maybe get a little off time. So the question is, what will make this Titan season a success in your mind, Austin? Why don't you go ahead yeah. and tell the people in your mind what makes this sure. Titan so season a success? Sure. So I said before the season, objective number one, objective one, doesn't mean success or goal, but objective one of the Titan season was finding out your answer of Marcus Mariota, whether that was a yes or whether that was a no. Find out the answer. Do not sit in this situation where you're in limbo again and so uh, Bama Shane says you benched Mariota it's already a success I do not think that it's a success already right now I think you've checked your answer on Mariota I also think you checked the next box which is figure out who your next quarterback is for the next four years and that's Ryan Tannehill in my opinion so I'll check that box too and you don't have to spend a first round draft pick on that but for this team to, to for this to be a successful season for the Tennessee Titans they have to beat the Texans on Sunday if you beat the Texans and you earn a playoff berth after going two and four, benching Mariota, riding with Tannehill, and Ryan Tannehill gets you seven wins out of ten games and you make the playoffs, a playoff win is a cherry on top and is extra gravy. I think it's you check the I think it's a success if you beat the Houston Texans on Sunday and you make the playoffs. That is a success. That's how the Titans are success in my mind. I have a little higher expectations. Of course you do. That's just how you should have. 
That's yeah. You, you need to expect the best out of everybody, especially a billion dollar business like an NFL franchise. And Jane Titans fan says after those sacks yesterday, Tannehill ain't the answer either, bro. That's wrong. Ryan Tannehill has thrown twenty touchdown passes in nine starts. Like that. I mean, he's he's like sixteenth in the NFL. He's top half of the NFL in passing touchdowns, and he's played nine games. Like, give me a break. He, like, Ryan Tannehill has put up numbers. Um, yes, he took five sacks. One of them was, was on Lawan for getting bulldozed. A couple of them were on Tannehill for holding the ball. Sure, but give me a break with that. Ryan Tannehill has proven that he deserves a new contract. Sean says playoffs or bust. Hunter says a win at Kansas City in the wild card round. If they beat Houston, that will be the success in Hunter's mind. Chad says technically making the playoffs is a win if 9-7 and seven gets you there. Uh, that's just fine. Eli says AFC championship. Otis says making the playoffs and winning at least one playoff game. Joseph says the Super Bowl, which is ridiculous, so I'm going to give a laughing emoji at that. I mean, this is defining success. Like, winning a Super Bowl is a seat. Ultimate uh, success. Yeah, ultimate. Right, right. Um, Let's see. Jay Buchanan has a funny comment I'm not even going to read. Damon says success is making the divisional round. So Damon says success for the Titans is to win a playoff. That's absolutely the correct answer. Mike I Vrabel, knew you were going to go with that. Well, because it's the correct answer. Okay. In your mind. In your opinion. No. The in the answer. franchise's mind. All right. What do you, there's no have all they, right. Have they said that? Had they come out and said that for this to be a success, we a- have to make it the second round of playoffs? Actions speak loud in the Have words. they said that? Actions. Because you just said for action, a fact that's the, the division. Yes. Actions speak louder than words, Austin. What? You know what action they did? What? They fired a head coach that had a playoff win. They didn't want to, they didn't want to get worse. That was because of the lack of maximizing Mariota, they which didn't was a feel, joke. They didn't feel that too. Mike Malarkey was the correct head coach to get them to where they wanted to go, which was more than one playoff win, Austin. So, yeah, they didn't have to say a damn word. Their actions spoke to it. A success for the Tennessee Titans is beating the Texans, who are probably going to be resting a handful of players because it's not completely meaningless, but... They probably would rather play the Bills than the Titans another week in a row. And resting Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson, Laramie Tunzel, and Kenny Stills, and some of the other players that need that. The Titans beating the Texans, making the playoffs, and winning a singular playoff game is a successful season. To, like, I, take a st- I, I, look, I understand the ins and outs, the rocky road of 2019 I for think the Titans. You have, to, you have to put that in there. Like, I, I, overall... When Put you, what when, in there? The, the, what you just said, the rocky road, the, the mockery you're making of it. You have to include that. You have to. At bird's eye view... Everybody has a rocky road. Bird's eye view, Zach, of course the franchise fired Malarkey because they want to be able to get further. But that was a lot of because of Malarkey. So their actions told us that. But that was, that was because of Malarkey was being stubborn. He, was gonna, he refused to move on from Rubisky. There was other factors than they won a playoff game and that wasn't good enough. The ultimate was that he wasn't the right guy to take their franchise to where they wanted to go. That, that's objective, right? Yes. Resume objective. Sure. So that, that speaks to me. That's why I have higher expectations than you, Austin. I think consistently I, yeah. I usually do. Yes. Right? And in this mode, I'm right, right par for the course. Winning a playoff game, you have to get back to what you did two years ago. And with Ryan, I think that they have the ability to – 
I do not sit there and shut it down saying that it is impossible for them to beat the Texans and possibly beat the Kansas City well, Chiefs. Because they've already beat the Chiefs this year. They've shown they can do that. Now, beating right? the Chiefs twice in one but year is a different That task. defines success. This mediocrity BS, you cannot be okay with it. I'm not being okay with mediocrity. But neither is the franchise. And that's why they benched Marcus Mariota. And benching Marcus Mariota and then exploding to win 7 of well, 10. Austin, they, I, were forced, the they were forced to bench Marcus Mariota because Mariota benched himself. He didn't score in like eight quarters. Like, you're only, you talk about job description as a quarterback, score points, bud. And he couldn't do that. So, like, Mariota forced his own hand. Like, yeah, he, he saved a couple, of, uh, a couple of quarters to play extra because of the Atlanta Falcons game. But other than that, he was no good. He wasn't good enough. So this wasn't a, oh my gosh, the coaching staff is a genius for, for putting in Ryan Tannehill. They had to. They literally had to. So this is not just some genius coaching staff move that Mike Vrabel said, chess piece, let's yeah, do but, this. But also, they had to do but, it. Yeah, like, they, they, they had to do it, but they were prepared. That, that, they were prepared, and they get credit for the Ryan. Credit, John Robinson deserves how much credit cre- for the Ryan credit for that. trade? Credit for that. A ton. But don't sit there. Because and, he, had the, he had the foresight to think about but that. But you sat there, and, and when you talked prior to me saying my expectations of success, you said you got to give them credit for putting in Ryan Tannehill. Mariota gets the credit for playing really bad to benching himself. Like that, you talk about details. That's the detail to it. So I look at this full spectrum of what this season is. My expectation was a playoff win going into the season. It hasn't changed because this is a good football team. They have good defensive players. They've got a great rookie in AJ Brown. Jonu Smith has been an outstanding replacement to an injured Delaney Walker. Derrick Henry has emerged as a Pro Bowl running back. Yes. All of these things define they should win a playoff game. They are the best team out of the Steelers and the Raiders. The two other teams that could make the playoffs, the Titans are a better football team than the two of them. I just think if if this was right after the announcement came out uh, that Ryan Tannehill was going to start against the Chargers after that Broncos game, the Titans were at 2-4. If I were to ask you, would you consider it a success if Ryan Tannehill takes the Titans to the playoffs? You would have said, absolutely. At two and four, as you, you always say, things change. I can change my opinion. You say that stuff all the time. What has changed since two and four? So you're a ex- hell of a lot. So your expectations have risen as it's gone on. Well, but you my expectations started the exact same that right, they are now. But then they went down because of how bad Marcus Mariota was and, and the hole the Titans put themselves into. Uh, but you would have said... if I, I don't know have, what I would have you, said. Well, we were talking about salvaging the season, right? We were, we were like, how can Ryan... What would We, de, we define salvage the season for Ryan Tannehill. And I think, they also had I the schedule, remember. but they also had the schedule to do it. They, pl- they played at the time a bad Bucks team, a bad LA Chargers team, a bad Jags team. The Colts ended up the not Colts being as good. Got a lot worse. The Raiders are not that got a lot worse. All of those things benefited them getting to the point where they are today. I'm not discrediting right. what they did, <laughs> but, Zach, but looking at the, that schedule, I probably would have said the same thing. My expectations are always high. They always are. I, I know, I know that they are. But we were talking about salvaging the year, and they've done that and more. They have an opportunity to make the playoffs. But but now, look, they went on that great run. 
they have every opportunity to beat the Texans and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, losing to the Texans and going, getting to 8-5 and five and finishing it at 8-8 eight eight is the ultimate choke job. Now, so it's, it's splitting hairs. It's the, that is, for me it is, it's 9-7, and seven, you make the playoffs, I consider that a success. Anything else outside of that, after that, is bonus, in my opinion, because of the season's details. Losing against the Texans, 8-5 eight and five to 8-8, eight and eight, choke job. Especially because you had two opportunities to beat the Texans and you lost both of them, that would be a choke job. Injuries are regardless. So you've got to, so there is so much on this game. This yeah. game, for me, determines success or failure for the entire season. Now, there's, there's little victories. You've won battles along the way, but you would lose the war if you lose this game in Houston. Yeah, if they lose in Houston, it is absolutely a failure. Yeah, they found out about Mariota, but you don't lose to a Texans team that is essentially not playing for anything and is just getting prepared for the playoffs. Like, I, and if I was Houston, we'll talk about this probably later, you got to think about who would you rather play. you got to think about what Kansas City, they got to play the L.A. Chargers. That, that deciphers a factor of where their playoff position is. A lot of things go into this, but it's very simple. The Titans beat the Texans. They're in the playoffs for the second time in three years. And Mike Vrabel, that's what he was signed up to do. And here, here's the other thing, Austin. If you pulled John Robinson and Mike Vrabel, their expectations are really high as well. That's what they were set out. They were set out to, honestly, Mike Vrabel was hired to make this team from a 9-7 and seven team to a 12-4 and four team. Now, because and of the quarterback, quarterback held them back from that, obviously. Uh, Clearly, the quarterback has held them back. Yes. Clearly. And so, now, moving forward, you're trying to get to 12-4. and four. They have the pieces. They've drafted well. John, John Robinson gets credit for that. But for success this year, you win a, win a playoff game. That's success. This is a successful 2019 Tennessee Titans team if they win a singular playoff game. That's it. All right, A to Z Sports. Somebody asked, didn't the Titans make the playoffs in 2017 after starting 2-4? and four? No, the Titans were 3-3 uh, uh, were three and three through six games that year and ended up going up to 6-3 and three, uh, before they ended up at 9-7 and seven as well. And I will say this about Mike Vrabel. Two years into this project, he has improved. He's, look, he's, he's had his fair share of bad calls. I, I don't think he should have challenged that Logan Ryan thing yesterday, but he's not, he got bad he's not, hurt, he's not hurting his team anymore. Not, I think not early, like he was earlier. Yeah. Earlier in the season, he was putting his team in positions to not necessarily succeed. He has improved. That, and that should happen, right? They yeah. took a chance on a first year, never, never been a head coach in his life before, now for an NFL franchise, and I think Mike Vrabel – has matured as far as a head coach is concerned in the last two years. I, I that thought, should help them I thought his, in games like the Texans and possibly a playoff well, He still struggles in games to make good decisions all the time. But I thought last year he was a fantastic coaching job for the adversity they faced early on with all the injuries and how they got to 9-7. and seven. I thought last year was a very good coaching job, impressive coaching job from a first-year head coach. I think this year... He kind of regressed a little bit early on, and yes, he has improved, and Ryan Tannehill in the offense now 
Tannehill, make that look a lot better. Tannehill made his life easier. Yes. Because when you're scoring touchdowns and your offense is working like it's supposed to and you're not in close games because you're beating the Raiders by 21 points, you don't have to make tough calls. Yeah, the, the fourth and six or the fourth and ten Brett Kern fake punt pass last week was a joke. The fake field goal that should have lost you the game against Tampa because so I said I said improved. I yeah. did not say he that he still was has there he yet. still has some yeah some like I don't know what you're doing here type decisions in game. I think he needs some help. And look, you get better in game coaching the more games you coach because that's you can't simulate that uh, outside of a game. Brent Wood says, let's talk about how everyone should play this week. So Brent request uh, let's talk about well, we'll, the injuries we'll do, heading into this game we'll do that uh, in, in a second I do want to touch on this because we had a uh, plan to talk about the Titans ceiling in the playoffs and how they stack up against other AFC teams but first I'm gonna tell you about Mandu Mandu is the pulse of fitness 15 minutes uh, simulates five plus hours in the weight room uh, because of full body electronic muscle stimulation mandu.com that's where to go to, to start your new year off right. Everybody tries to get in the gym early on New Year's and, and they have all these goals and they, they flake off two months into it. But with Mandu, they actually show you the path to achieve your fitness goals. Mandu.com, the science of electronic muscle stimulation and the in-body analysis show you exactly what you need to do to accomplish those goals. Your first workout's free, Mandu.com. And new things coming uh, in 2020 from us from Mandu. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. It is these Sports powered by TennesseeTickets.com. Promo code AZ10 for $10 off at checkout. No hidden fees. Broadcasting live here from Kings Bowl and Cool Springs. Great place. Great place to get, get here and, and bowl with your family. Brent says, and you get the love of the show. And I'm leading us to where we want to go here, Austin. Brent Woods says, Zach, you gave Marcus Mario to hell for not playing in week 17 last year. Are you going to give everyone hell that doesn't play this week? Hell yes. This is week 17. This is do like or who? die. Who is everyone? Th this is, this is, you, 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 do, you do your best. You play at all cost. That's what I'm saying. Now, the Marcus Mariota situation, obviously different than a cornerback or a third wide receiver. Your quarterback was a, a, a huge piece in possibly making the playoffs last year. Blank Gabbert, we found out, and we already kind of knew going into that game, not good enough to beat Andrew Luck in the Annapolis Colts. But yes, Jeffrey Simmons should play. Derrick Henry should play. Adoree da Jackson should play. Adam, Adam Humphreys, Adam Humphreys I don't know about Adam Humphreys because Adam Humphreys, Dory Jackson did more in the practice week last week than Adam Humphreys. And th that is true. And so I don't know what, what Adam Humphreys was. Was Adam Humphreys limited last week early on in the week? I, I don't, I'm not going to be able to pull that up fast enough to remember that. Do you know? No, he was not limited. He did not buck. He did not practice at all. Adam Humphreys did not practice whatsoever last week. Maybe that's more Adore of an Dory Jackson climb. did have some limited days here and there. Derrick Henry did have a limited day and a full participation day, I believe. And the day we you find a way to play, Adam Humphreys, you, everybody. I, I, I think, I think Adam Humphreys is probably the least important of the guys we're talking about. That's but that's fair. And the guy, that's, but he's making the most amount of money you, <laughs> of any of the guys. We're you talking find about. a way to play. And Brent was attacking me. And look, it's fair of maybe changing my mind on how I feel about Week 17 play, win and get in scenarios as far as injuries up. Uh, up, right on course, par for the course. You play. Well, it's, and, it's the Billy Madison train of thought. 
You go out and you find that dog. You do whatever you can to go. You find that lost puppy. You go to the ends of the earth. This is why you're paid the big bucks. This is why your salary, the checks are being cashed. You, you play. And that's why I was, I was disappointed. I will continue to be disappointed in Marcus Mariota for 2018, week 17 against the Annapolis Colts, being in an old ball cap on the sidelines. So, all right, is, let's look at some other things. So, Chad asked what's wrong with Humphreys and an ankle injury for Adam Humphreys has kept him out the last three weeks. Then you have a Dory Jackson with a foot. You have a Jeffrey Simmons, who I think was just held out yesterday because they had the luxury to do that. Like Derrick Henry, same type of situation. I think Derrick Henry's going to play. Jeffrey Simmons is going to play for sure. A Dory Jackson, I think, is trending towards he would play in Week 17. Jeffrey brings up Butler. Malcolm Butler's on injured reserve. He broke his damn wrist and has screws in it. He's not going to play uh, this season in the playoffs anyway. Now, Adam Humphreys I don't know about because he did not practice last week like we've touched on. Then you have the other receivers. Corey Davis and Khalif Raymond are going to be in concussion protocol. And that's protocol. Which is, is not in their hands. Right. That is not on Corey Davis or Khalif Raymond to toughen up and play rub some dirt on it. That's the NFL saying, you know, there you Pastor go. Phil. And uh, Jeffrey says, club it up. No, Malcolm Butler's on injured reserve. He cannot come back. He's on IR. That is against NFL rules to play him. You can't just club it up. He's on injured reserve. You know, uh, be- swear, best player I've ever seen play with a club in the history of my football life. Number 49, Patrick Willis for Old Miss, his yeah. senior year. He put a club on that, played the entire year, led the team in tackles, dominated. I think he was a first-team all, All-American. First Patrick Willis with a club is a dangerous man. And Cody says, I'd like to hear your thoughts on Simmons. I haven't heard, uh, heard you guys talk about him too much. Probably just missed it. Jeffrey Simmons has played really well. I mean, he's coming for a guy, a first-round pick who's an all-world talent and would have been like a top-five pick without the ACL injury. To come back from a torn ACL in eight or nine months and have an immediate impact as a rookie on the defensive line is very impressive. And I think he's had an impact on the run game. He's helped out other guys. He's done a really good job. He forced the interception on Deshaun Watson on the goal line by batting that ball up in the air. Uh, I think Jeffrey Simmons is going to be a really good player moving forward, as Birat brings up. But you can't buy his jersey, though. But he plays well. God, don't let's not go down that road. Bama Shane, he's been better than okay. He's a guy who's dealing with an with a ACL tear who's come back and played well on the defensive line in the NFL. He's played really well for, for his situation and is not even fully healthy. Like, Jonu Smith is now one year off of his ACL tear. And look at what Jonu Smith is doing now. He's popping off of your screen. Jeffrey Simmons next year is going to be a force. And that's something you should be very excited about. Yeah, and they have got to add to that. That's a conversation for a different day. But with Jarrell Casey, Jeffrey Simmons, and Harold Landry emerging and Daquan Jones in that, they need a couple more pieces to help that pass rush. They've got to do it. Dean Pease, if you've watched over the last couple weeks, he's got to get creative. And, yeah, there's a point where you have to get creative, but it's – it's hurting this back into the defense because he's, got, he's having to get creative uh, with that pass. Sure, no. Janu was an ACL last year, MCL the year before. So I, I know the injuries situation about Janu Smith. So, so here's the question, and it has to relate to Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry will play Week 17. I think it was smart that Mike Vrabel and the training staff said, look, the Saints game essentially doesn't mean anything. It's not a must win. They got they, – they, 
be able to benefit from the Jets beating the Steelers, rest them another week, and have your best team asset play in Week 17. I expect so, them to play. Yeah, I, I do too. We got distracted by Brent's comments. What is the Titans' ceiling? I, mean, I think the Titans stack up pretty well with every team in the AFC outside of Baltimore. So the, the here's Patriots, the difference. Okay. We defined success early on in the show. This is this ceiling. Is ceiling. How far could the Titans go? That's the question we're asking. Very simple. What's their ceiling? Yeah. You, if you think that they could win the Super Bowl, I would check into a clinic first. But if you think that's their ceiling, that's fine. I don't think that way. Bama Shane thinks I'm ridiculous by saying what I just said about stacking up with a, all the other AFC teams outside of Baltimore. Ceiling in the playoffs, Bama Shane. Come on, bro. Get smarter. It's ceiling. It's ceiling. Yes. The ceiling. What is the ceiling? We're live here at King's Bowl, King's Dining Entertainment in Cool Springs, connected to the Cool Springs Mall. Perfect place uh, to bring your family uh, during the holidays. If you need to blow off some steam, bowl some, uh, a few frames here at King's Bowl, come check it out here in Cool Springs, King's Dining Entertainment. So uh, the reason why I think they stack up pretty well against other teams, Baltimore's a different beast. The Titans have already beaten the Chiefs. They've played neck and neck with the Texans, even though they lost, and Derrick Henry was really hampered with that hamstring injury the first time around. And that game was a really good game that came down the wire, and the Titans couldn't get it done. I think the Titans played really – I think the Titans can beat the Bills. I am not very impressed with the Buffalo Bills. And the Titans, pre-Tannehill, played the Buffalo Bills twice, and they missed four field goals and lost that game. problem is the Titans aren't going to play the Bills. Well, I'm just talking about the other <laughs> – I'm talking about the, but the it's other a team. Point. Well, I'm, it, I'm following up my comment because Bam Machine had a problem with it. The Patriots do not impress me that much. The Patriots are pretty average. Now, they have the ability with Tom Brady, obviously, to make the big-time play in the big-time key moment to be opportunistic like that. The defense is really good. So, uh, so I think the Titans stack up really well with all the other AFC teams outside of the Baltimore Ravens. So what are the, what so is, the ceiling yeah, is? What's the ceiling? The problem is if you're the you're the sixth seed, you're going to go through Baltimore. So I think the, uh, the the ceiling is upsetting most likely the Chiefs in week in the first round of the playoffs, going to Baltimore and playing in a close game, but ultimately losing. I I don't see the Titans beating Baltimore, and but and that's who you would have to beat to get the AFC title. So game. I'm right on cue with that. I think that their ceiling is having an opportunity to win with two minutes to play in the divisional playoff game against Baltimore, at Baltimore. That, and you know what, the, the Baltimore and the Titans have a history. That would be a really fun game if that ever came to fruition. I, I don't expect that to. But two minutes left to go. The Titans have an opportunity to go down, score a touchdown, or kick a field goal to backdoor a win and surprise the best team in the AFC. That's their ultimate ceiling. I'm not saying they do that. And Arnold says, but if the they do beat Baltimore, if they do beat Baltimore, then, then all right. But we're talking about ceiling. And I think on the cusp of beating a, uh, the, the Ravens in the divisional game, that would be their ceiling. Yeah, I don't think the Titans, don't take this the wrong way, I don't think the Titans can beat Baltimore. But if the Titans do beat Baltimore, then the Titans have a legitimate chance to go to the Super Bowl. Well, because, yeah, because that would be a hot team. Yes, and so, and that's, I, again, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they would stand a chance against the Ravens. But if they do somehow find a way to beat the Ravens, then they can work their way the rest of the way yeah, through and, the AFC. And also, you, we should be impressed by the Titans of how they at least competed with the Saints yesterday. 
up 14-0. The Saints did what they did. Now, the problem with the Titans, and it's because of their secondaries, because they don't have Malcolm Butler or Dory Jackson, is they get the best players on the opposing team, like the wide receiver, and they dominate them. Like, DeAndre Hopkins ate their lunch in the fourth quarter. Michael Thomas was running around uncovered, essentially. Like, Michael Thomas playing that well, the best singular – Mike Evans ate their lunch early on in the year, right? Am I right? Yes. Mike Williams had a really good game for the L.A. Chargers. The opposing team's best player, offensive wide receiver, tends to have spectacular games against the Titans secondary. That is their well, one Michael problem. Michael Thomas has had spectacular games 15 times this year. <laughs> Not like that. I, I mean, He was essentially running free. Austin, well, you watched the game. Uh, I know that. And uh, the- after Michael Thomas goes falls short, breaks the record, falls short, who do you think is going to get the ball? Michael Thomas. And, who and got the ball? Nobody's been able to stop Michael Thomas, Zach. He's set the NFL record for most catches in a season. He's going to have like 150. He had 17 targets and 12 receptions. That's the Saints offense. It's Drew Brees throwing to Michael Thomas and then Alvin Kamara. That's the Saints offense. That, Michael Thomas has more catches than like four I, wide receiver I, I groups from NFL teams. I literally brought up four different, uh, different examples, Austin. And you want to you focus on Michael Thomas? You can. But I also brought up Mike Evans and DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Williams. Yes. Do you have anything to say about them? No. And so I, my point is proven. Right, because the Titans secondary has been banged up. Ever since Malcolm Butler went out in Carolina, now I know the, the – Mike Evans' game was, was with Malcolm Butler, and Mike Evans made some catches that you just frankly cannot guard against. But ever since Malcolm Butler went out, big-time receivers have been having their way with the Tennessee Titans because and, that's, and that's what the rules are set up to do. And, and why I say that is it's an issue once you get into the playoffs because playoff teams have those guys. They, well, they, let's, just, let's they, look, have, let's, they have their guy. Let's look at the AFC teams. DeAndre Hopkins is also a problem for the Tennessee Titans and has always been a problem. The, the Chiefs have Tyreek Hill and uh, Sammy Watkins and Travis Kelsey and speed everywhere. And they did not – look, Travis Kelsey had a great day against the, uh, against the Titans. You, you look at that, that box score, that's the exact same way. The Titans secondary not covering. Tyreek Hill had 11 receptions off of 19 targets, 157 yards, and a touchdown. Oh, I'm going to throw Tyreek Hill into that mix of what I'm saying. This is proving my point. I'm valid. Yes, and so, but the, the best teams. Not saying it's easy, right? The best teams, the two best teams in the AFC record-wise, the Patriots and uh, the Ravens don't have that. Julian Edelman, absolutely. But he's not the he's he's very Julian Edelman's very good, but he's a different level. He's a different player. The guys that we're he talking still about, eat your hold lunch. on. The guys that we're talking about are more like dynamic down the field, break the game open guys. Julian Edelman is a just break, paper is a break. Um, come on, Julian Edelman is a game breaker, and he's also hurt. Did you he, watch the game against Buffalo? This past week, did you watch it Saturday? Part of it, yeah. I would not watch the old, but he is banged up and he's not full speed. Hurt, banged up. What is he? He's Hurt, playing banged up. He's playing well. Mean? He's a game breaker. Okay. You can't discredit Julian uh, but, Edelman. <laughs> he's different compared to the guys that that were also. He's different than Michael Thomas and Mike Evans and Tyreek Hill and all the other guys and, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. 
He's a different style receiver than those guys. That's my, the point that I'm bringing up. That's not going against what I'm saying. And what I'm saying is absolutely correct. I don't, the Titans secondary with struggles you. with game-breaking wide receivers. Uh, yes, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying Edelman's different than the other guys that we've listed off. Just as dangerous. All right, A to Z Sports. Uh, we've talked some about the Titans injury situation, uh, but let's now talk about the Texans injury situation and the biggest decision the Texans will have to make uh, on Sunday against the Titans. But first, Zach is going to tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. Yes, this is where you need to get your next ride. It's very, very simple. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. New and pre-owned inventory from the SUVs like the Palisade, the 2020 Palisade. The Hyundai Holiday Sales Event is going on right now. You can get a great deal for 2020. Four-door sedan like a Sonata that I drive. They've got hybrids, great fuel efficiency. Painbone and his team will hook you up with a magnificent vehicle. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. All right, A to Z Sports again, live from Kings Bowl, Kings Dining Entertainment here in Cool Springs, also powered by TennesseeTickets.com. Promo code AZ10 to save you some money. Uh, if you're going to Houston uh, for the Titans game, also going to Dallas for the Winter Classic, Preds games in town uh, later this week, they play the Penguins. So the biggest decision Bill O'Brien has to make this upcoming week is what, Zach? Because they've already ruled out Will Fuller. Yeah, well, I think the biggest factor is Deshaun Watson's ankle. If they want to limit Deshaun Watson from playing football, which I think that they should, that opens the gate for the Titans to win. Because Deshaun Watson's the X factor. He is. He's the guy that makes plays. He's the elusive guy in the backfield that the Titans pass rush can't get a hold of. He's the reason why they beat the Titans two weeks ago to essentially set themselves up to win the AFC South. He is the number one guy that I look for to see whether he's going to play the full four quarters in Week 17. And I don't know if, uh, how many people noticed this, but the NFL did the Titans a favor with their scheduling because the Chiefs game is at noon. Titans-Texans is at the 325 slot. So the Chiefs game will be over before Titans-Texans kicks off unless there's, like, overtime. And so the only way the Texans can earn something out of the result of Titans-Texans is if the Chiefs lose to the Chargers at noon, which the Chargers are 0-5 in, in their division games this year already. They're probably not going to win that game against the Chiefs. Chiefs demolished the Bears last night. But uh, – so I think that's a big deal for the Titans as Absolutely. well. Because if you're the Texans and Deshaun Watson's already battling with something, I'm already thinking about not playing him. But if I know I literally can't do anything, then I'm not going to play him. He grabbed his ankle three different times Saturday in Tampa Like Bay. in three straight plays. It wasn't like – he looked like he was in some now, significant it did, pain. It, did, I, it didn't affect his play. He still played out. It was like a third and 15, and uh, Nate Burleson was calling the – Rich Eisen was awful on that play-by-play, play, by the way. But uh, Nate Burleson was talking – and Joe Thomas, they were like, you know, like he's still going to be able to play from within the pocket, but I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to be able to pick up this third and long with his legs, and then boom, what do you know? He did it anyway. So Deshaun Watson's still very talented and, and capable, even with that hurting him. But there's something to this because the line came out, the Titans are favored by five and a half over the Texans. And it has to be because of what you just said. But nothing's happened. Nothing's Will Fuller 
is ruled out, that's not why the Titans are favored by five and a half. Derrick Henry got ruled out pregame yesterday, and the Saints went from a two and a half point favorite to a three and a half point favorite. So if Derrick Henry is worth one point, Will Fuller ain't worth like one point, but Deshaun Watson absolutely is worth a, a few points. For, but five and a half is a ton. Yeah, well, the Vegas is setting the line based on the Texans not playing for anything. That's, that's the, the X factor. And Vegas, they, they're playing the odds. That's what they do. And if the Texans aren't playing for anything, they're not going to play Laramie Tunsil. He's big, banged up. They're not going to trot out Kenny Stills. They probably won't even play DeAndre Hopkins for fear of getting him injured. So that's why the, the line is so good. It is set up for the Titans to win this game. There is no excuse. They should win this game. The te- Texans probably not going to be playing for anything. The Titans playing for everything. And they had Derrick Henry have an extra week of rest. The Titans should be favored that much. And so I understand why Vegas did what they did. All right, so I, I don't know what's going to happen with the Kenny Stills thing. I, I saw him pull up that he might have hurt something, tweaked something in his right leg, running a route, non-contact injury. But Will Fuller being out is a big-time help. Are you, are you leaning Titans win this game Absolutely, Absolutely. You have to. Because the Titans are playing for everything, and they're getting healthier. The Texans are playing for nothing, and they are not healthy. They're trying to get healthier with another week of rest prior to the playoffs. Even Tony Dungy last night on Football Night in America said, and we know this based on Tony Dungy's coaching history, he said, we would get into these situations, and it was either play and stay fresh or sit and rest. He always elected to sit and rest. That's what the Colts teams did for years and years with Peyton Manning. Especially I if think a guy Bill is dealing O'Brien, with something. And I think Bill O'Brien is going to do that same school of thought. So, yes, I expect the Titans to be favored. I expect the Titans to win on Sunday. There's no excuse. If they lose, you should uh, – something's gone and, wrong. And Dustin says, that's Tony Dungy, though. And, I add, and Bill O'Brien and Tony Dungy are very different when it comes to head coaching success. Bill O'Brien's been able to win the AFC South a lot over the last few years, but I don't think Bill O'Brien's exactly Tony Dungy level of, of head coach when it comes to making smart decisions like that. Bill O'Brien has just traded away all the draft capital the Texans have, too. Do you know who the backup quarterback for the it's Houston Texans is? Yeah. No, I was just making because sure. Because A.J. McCarron, at one point, A.J. McCarron was warming up on Saturday. Where, everybody, where I was sitting there going, like, oh A.J. McCarron comes in the game. Like the, Jameis Winston, regardless of Deshaun Watson's injury, Jameis Winston should have won that game for the Bucks and the Titans. And really, we would have been frustrated about the Titans' ability to, to win the Saints game with the Khalif Raymond play yesterday if the Titans had a chance to win the division because Jameis helped the Titans out, but Jameis threw four picks, the last one really hurting. Yeah, so, and Cody says, what should you expect from Derrick Henry? I, I think you should expect probably about a 75 to 80% Derrick Henry. Which uh, should be good enough for 75 to 100 yards. Yeah, I mean, if you do the math, yes, that, that, <laughs> that, that definitely lines up. Right. But it's how he runs. It's not getting injured because we, I think it was proven, Deion Lewis is the starting running back for the Tennessee Titans. They're going nowhere. They're just not going to win. Deion Lewis is not good enough. He, Deion Lewis is a backup running back that is 
vastly overpaid. Yeah, for sure. And he, who will be cut in March, but I think did a really solid job yesterday uh, with 68 yards on 15 carries. All right, A to Z Sports, we're live here at King, King's Bowl. We got two things left. We will crown our fantasy football league champion shortly. But we also have a fantastic end of show topic that I think will be a lot of fun to talk about here at A to Z Sports uh, on a Monday talking Christmas present. Zach says he's pretty good when it comes to uh, his Christmas present skills. We'll ask about your Christmas present wrapping skills. But first, let me tell you about Cheekwood Golf Club. If you're still looking for a gift idea for that golfer in your life, Cheekwood Golf Club in Franklin has you covered. You can go get a gift card that will go a long way because it only costs you 15 bucks to play nine holes at Cheekwood Golf Club. That's, that's a great golf value. So go get yourself or the golfer in your life a gift card, cheekwoodgolfclub.com. They also have memberships. Uh, uh, apparel and gear available as well. Cheekwood Golf Club in Franklin. All right, put your money where your mouth is. Rank your Christmas present wrapping skill level, 1 to 10. What are you? Could be a 0, could be a 10, like, you know, those women at the mall that are unbelievable. They just, the, their job is to wrap and, presents and in the department store? It looks just pristine. It even, just, like, smells good? Yeah, yeah. They, I don't know, they spray some perfume on that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even know what Scratch they Scratch and sniff paper. Yeah, there's, there's, there's like two women in the mall, and you go in there and you're like, hey, can you wrap this? And you, I don't even know what you pay. Is it complimentary? Uh, I have no idea. I haven't done that in forever. I have So either. Canadian Titan Sins is eight. I saw a negative five up there. Rick says two. Loke Dog says four. G-Man on base says six, depending on the quality of paper. Very true. I committed my own cardinal sin last night. Uh, my wife asked me if I could bring home more wrapping paper because she was doing that mostly yesterday while I was working at the mainstay. And so I, I went to Target and got a few rolls of paper. I accidentally bought glitter paper. And I hate glitter. That, I, did not, I did not even realize it. I was distracted. I was moving too fast. That's and I, on you, bro. I, it's absolutely on me. Look, paper looks great. It's just got stupid glitter did on the gold She was disappointed? She made fun of me. Yeah, and she was like, this is on you. And I was like, you're right. And so now I'm calling myself out. I cannot stand glitter. So what does that go with your ranking? You uh, definitely, well, you're starting my, from behind so if you're buying glitter. That was paper. a mistake. That was a one-time mistake. But uh, my ranking, 1 through 10, I give myself a 4. I'm fine if I have the correct size paper. My struggle is putting the gift cut, on the ground and, that's, and, and that, sizing and that's up a lot paper. of wrapping. That's my problem. If, you give, if you're like, here you go, Austin, here's the box. And here's the correct size or close enough size paper that you need. And I'm like, all right, gotcha. And I, you and like I'm training fine. wheels. Yeah, yes. I need training wheels. I need, I need my wife to help me out, help size the paper for me to, to finish the job. So I need uh, wrapping training wheels. Yeah, uh, Cody says gift bags are the way to go. That's an easy 10 if you do that. Mikey says one on purpose. That's why my wife takes over. That's also, you know, that... that that's a philosophy right there. You, if you're so bad, your wife or significant other, then they do it. You it know? And, and so Dustin says, it is really tough, though, to size out the papers just because I don't do it that often. Like, I do it once a year, which is plenty of time for me to forget how to do it the next year. Like, I start to figure it out after, like, the third, fourth, fifth present, and then I'm okay, then I'm done, and then I have to wait another year and I have to do it all over again. Bags are obviously easy, yes. right? That, that is the easy way out. But there is an art it, to the tissue paper in the bag. But it also doesn't give the same feeling of ripping open, you know, wrapping paper. That's like, okay, you got to work for your present. The bag is just like, take it out. Oh, there it is. 
I would say my skill level, I'm, I'm probably a 6.54. I'll give me a, a 6.54. I'm, I'm not great. I'm not a 10. I'm not those ladies in the mall by any means. But I can rap. I can do, I can cut the size you, now to see where that is. Do you add ribbon? I can add a ribbon. I, I can cannot. I can even, uh, with a scissors, curl the I can yeah, curl I can do that. Ribbon. That's easy. And that's just a... Now, but hey. Billy, Billy made me laugh because he goes, my problem is I can't cut the paper straight worth bleep. <laughs> and I also, I can, you know. Well, you have to get the grid. Zoom. You had to get the gridded paper. Yeah. Zoom. And again, as One a, foul swoop. we've been over this. As a lefty, I have to have good scissors. I can't have the right-handed scissors like all you people. I have to have good scissors for that because I am left-handed. And Cody says, I'm surprised Zach didn't go higher. Well, so he said 6.5? Yeah, 6.54. So the reason why I didn't go higher is because, you know, I don't want to put my money where my mouth is. That's a tough task because then you start to diagnose. Now I'm going to have to – got to wrap some gifts uh, today and tomorrow. I don't want to put myself at like a 7 or an 8. Then I think I'm getting a little too – that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I have to – I don't have wrap to, a lot of presents. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Nobody really does. I mean, well, you do it now. At this point, yeah, but not for a full year, right? Especially because I just send gifts, as I told often. The best way to do this is you just call them ahead of time and say, what's your address? I've got a present for you. I've been thinking about you. I've, I, this is what I want to do for you. And then they start to think about it as they wait. Then you give them how the, many? How many times do you use that here, this holiday Here's your season. tracking number. <laughs> Kimberly says you can overcurl the ribbon now. Yes, you can. Where is that, is that by good. going too fast, or is that how do you overcurl well, the it's ribbon? A, it's an art. No, I, I know that, but like what? I'd have to demonstrate. Yeah. I, I don't oh, have. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't have the utensils in front of me. Yes, we know how to curl the ribbon there, Cody. Uh, Kimberly says, yeah, you have to get the paper with the grid on the back. You have to. Do you wrap birthday presents too? Um, I feel like mm. birthday presents are more bagged. Like, it's Christmas wrap presents when, with wrapping paper. Birthday's like, here's your bag, right? Because you know when you take it to a restaurant, you're like, eh. The, the, the Amazon thing is just such an influencer. You know, the wrapping, I guarantee the wrapping paper industry has deteriorated. It has gone down a, a big... Well, they're charging still like five bucks maybe a they're, roll. Yeah, maybe that, that's what it is. <laughs> that's the problem is you get like barely any paper. You get three presents for five bucks. Yeah, there is grid on the back there, Loke Dog. Loke Dog's like, what? There's grids on the back of paper? Yeah, it helps you cut straight. All right, A to Z Sports. We're live here at King's Bowl, King's Dining Entertainment in Cool Springs. Always a great show when we're out here because these TVs are phenomenal. They're really great. Uh, so come out here for any of your uh, holiday. You need to blow off some steam. Your family's driving you crazy in the house. Get out of the house. Come bowl. Come drink. Come party. Come watch sports on these huge TVs. It is time, Zach. To crown the fantasy football champion. It is. And thank goodness I'm not putting the crown on your head. Ah, man, such a missed opportunity. So now we invite such. live on the show. Yes. Logan Poff. Logan, our man, the new king will be crowned today. This, my friend, is huge. Is absolutely huge. So, Logan, there's your microphone there, buddy. Yes. So congrats. Hold that up there. It's close to your mouth. So congrats. Right. You were the sixth seed in all of this. 
I you, was. You barely made the, the under, playoffs. The wild card. <laughs> you were not in the – he was the Tennessee Titans. Yes. You were not in the playoff picture until the very yes. end, and then you beat Grant, who was the best team all year long. The one seed went down to the six seed. That's correct. Exactly. Yeah, I, I when it, it came in – I can't remember which week it was. Whatever week was the week before the playoffs started, yeah. I was not even in the playoffs. I was like a couple people behind. And then you made your and run. And then I think you lost. I'm not. I can't remember exactly. I think you lost. I, yeah, I, I lost late in the season. And then, um, and then I squeezed in as a sixth seed, and I was like, okay. I checked. I checked the app. I was like, all right, I'm here. And then uh, won the first week, and I was like, okay, something's going on here. Squeaked past um, B-Ret, who was just yeah. B-Ret is furious. he was he was like guaranteed to win like it was like a good 20 points yeah and um yeah i did it and then championship and kind of just ran past it it was awesome the well, championship was more of a blowout <laughs> well you have won not only this crowd which i'll put on your head fifty thousand, right but oh yeah <laughs> this That's is worth one hundred fifty thousand. so you can go sell it on the black market you can do whatever you want with this crown Sounds but you good, also Jack. and this is our fantasy league and a special thanks to king's bull you'll be provided with a party for however many oh, friends, yeah, a bowling okay. party that we're yeah. After the season is done, you have your own lane. You can enjoy some appetizers. Oh, this is what the fantasy league is about, Woo. but more importantly, the crowd. Can hey, I put this on your head? Go, I'm, so, I'm so happy that I'm not doing that to Zach this morning. <laughs> that that would suck for the entire year. The king. So it. congratulations, Thank you, Logan. Thank you guys. So uh, people were asking who was on your team. I'll pull up your roster, but who were yeah. your key players all season long? Um, all season long, um, DeAndre Hopkins obviously was a big pickup at the yep. very beginning. I was I was happy. He didn't do nothing for me in the championship, but it, it's okay. He had 17 points. Uh, DeAndre. Oh wait, no, that's that's the wrong week. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, he had like seven points. <laughs> yeah, that's. Goddard yeah. from the Eagles is really who yeah. he oh, put he on a show up, yeah. yes. for me. Um, DeAndre, Austin Eckler, I, I will say that was the biggest waiver wire pickup I'd ever had in fantasy, period. Um, and and one, it, he, he, he helps. Like Austin tips Eckler from was the, a big Fantasy deal. tips from the king right now. You know? <laughs> that was, that was without a doubt the, the best pickup. But yeah. uh, besides that, it was just kind of, you know, you know how fantasy goes. So here you go. Jared Goff, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Chubb, who didn't have a good day yesterday, but was, it, was a leading rusher in the NFL yeah, for a long yeah, time. So Austin Eckler, we talked about. DeAndre Hopkins, beast. Uh, Julian Edelman, game-breaking wide receiver, right, Zach? Julian That's Edelman. right. Dallas Goddard, uh, uh, Robinson from the Bears, mm-hmm. uh, who was a really good player. And then uh, Seattle defense, normally pretty good. Kai Forbath as well. Some bench players. Uh, Phillip Rivers, your, your other quarterback. But really, I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of you, rolling well, starters. Look, you took advantage of the championship game. Uh, Grant, your opponent, Sorry he had that. Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott, yeah, and no they touchdowns. laid – a big fat egg yesterday. <laughs> and DK Metcalf. Did DK Metcalf? He, did he play? Yeah, he, he got played zero and just had zero. Zero. It's ridiculous. I had him on my other fantasy team. That's pretty wild. Well, Logan, congratulations. Yeah. The king is here, and he'll be back next year. Yes, you got to come de- defend your crown. That's right. I'll be here. I can't right. wait for it. Logan, thanks a bunch for coming by this morning. Congrats again, and we'll set you up with your party here at King's Bowl for the Thank New Year. It's going to be a so great much. start. Yeah. yeah, guys. God bless. All right, guys, enjoy your Monday. We'll see you later.